Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second before we get into this episode to remind you that the show is also available on YouTube. And starting from episode number 101, it's all in 4K. I'm trying to make the best video podcast I can, so definitely check it out and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Go to youtube.com slash at progressionspod or hit the link in the show notes. If you're not getting enough progressions and you want to get even more thoughts on creativity, productivity, and growth in music, then you should sign up for my newsletter. You'll find a brief article in each monthly edition as well as updates on progressions and myself. I'm also sharing some workflow hacks and links to stuff that I found interesting or helpful. So it should be fun. If you want to stay up to date on the latest and get all the bonus stuff, go to travisferentscom slash subscribe or click the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Progression Success in the Music Industry. It is 519 in the morning. I am having my coffee and I had this idea the other day that I wanted to share more uh, about the journey of the podcast with y'all also just kind of, you know, openly reflect on how, you know, things are going. So I figure let's do unscripted, unedited, off the cuff, monthly review episodes. And we'll just talk about the podcast and we'll talk about uh, my career and my life. And yeah, maybe these will be the lowest downloaded episodes ever. Maybe they'll end up in a private feed. I don't know. This is the first one, so bear with me. Check it out and send me a DM on on socials at ProgressionsPod or at T. Ference and let me know if I should stop this ASAP and delete it or if uh, I should keep doing this. Also, um, you'll probably hear my daughter make noise on the baby monitor. And so uh, January was, uh, was a fun one. The podcast came back. For those of you that have been with us since the beginning, you know that when I had my daughter, I switched to every other week, cut the episodes in half. And now we are back to weekly. And man, I didn't remember how much work it was. It's a lot of work. Now, some of you are probably like, but it's the same amount of work, dude. You're doing the intro separate from the podcast interviews. And, and that is true. That is true. Uh, it is, it's, you know, but there's, there's, you know, uh, cover art and thumbnails and descriptions and uh, and back-end stuff that takes up more time. But for anybody that did not notice, I did do that. You know, previously for three years, the podcast was a solo uh, rant, I guess we'll call it, to steal, steal something from Matt Boudreaux's Working Class Audio, followed by an interview. And the reason for this change was I really want this show to work on YouTube. And the YouTube audience is, they're, you know, they're more finicky than, than you guys are over in audio land. And so when somebody clicks on a thumbnail about uh, Tony Hoffer, the producer, they want to hear about Tony Hoffer. They don't want to listen to five minutes of Atomic Habits or me talking about why they should be time blocking their calendar or something. They want the thing they clicked on. And so ultimately, I think that this is going to be good for the show. It's going to make it, I think easier for everyone to get what they want. You know, now you can scroll through the audio feed and you can see what the intro is. That used to be challenging for the first three seasons of the show. I said intro, but it's, it's obviously a separate episode. And you can say, hey, I don't want to listen to that. I mean, I think you should, should listen to it anyway, but uh, at least now you know what you're clicking on and that's what you're getting. So that's the reason, you know, the, the behind the scenes reason for, for that change also you know, we're basically doubling downloads. And should there be a sponsor on, on the show, uh, that is uh, doubling the dollar value. No sponsors over here currently, though. Um, episodes this month, 
There were four, two interviews and two solo episodes. The interviews are really good, really good. If you guys have not heard Tony Hoffer or uh, Andrew Masters yet, definitely check it out. Tony's a producer, mixer, super talented. I mean, talking Beck, M83, The Kooks. He's made a lot of records that I listen to a lot. And so it was, it was an honor to get to sit down and talk to him. Big takeaway from that is his, his passion for, you know, making everything unique. Um, we'll see if my daughter's talking is making it into the, uh, to the recording here. Um, uh, making everything unique and just finding the sonic identity of everything. And I think uh, that's, that's something that everybody should take away. I think when you're starting out, you're making music, you kind of, you might make things a little bit too much like your, your inspiration, like your idols. And I think you have to do that to learn. But eventually you have to discover what your sonic identity is. So I think that phrase, sonic identity, that came up in Tony's interview is a, just a really powerful one that everybody making music should uh, keep top of mind. Okay, so uh, yeah, we did have to do an edit there. My 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 daughter did wake up, so we're gonna start a segment of this over. Uh, the second interview episode this month was Andrew Masters. That was a that was a really fun interview for me. Uh, I went into that really excited to talk about you know what you would want to put in your studio because if you don't know Andrew, he has done you know over a hundred epic studio tours. He's got a huge YouTube channel. Uh, I, I would say he's probably seen every studio in Nashville worth seeing. And so I really thought we'd talk about recording studios and, you know, we didn't really talk about it that much. We, we talked about hiring. We talked about time blocking and, and goals. Uh, for anybody that has never tried to hire somebody or had an intern, it is really challenging and it's like a mirror onto yourself. You really see what you're not doing. You know, maybe not the first time. Like the first time you have an intern, you'll just think that they're bad and um, you'll wait for them to go back to school and so you don't have to fire them. But in reality, everything that goes wrong with your employees or with your team that you're in charge of, that's your fault. And, you know, no, none of us want to admit it, but I mean, I'll admit it here. Every assistant that I've had or or tried to have, you know, the problems are always on me and my expectations, maybe some micromanaging. Anyway, we talk about that in the episode. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. A, a lot of people have told me that they really enjoyed the Andrew episode. And there's a there's an interesting parallel between these two episodes that I just, you know, thought of this morning while I was making my coffee. They both talk about their goals. Tony writes his goals down. And, you know, I think he said he tries to do it daily. Andrew also writes goals down. He tries to start the day with writing out some some gratitude, uh, things he's grateful for. And, you know, it's, uh, it's something that a lot of people say they do. Uh, a lot of people know that other people do it. And I think there really is something to writing your goals down. And I said this in the, in the Tony episode, it brings a level of accountability that you don't have. Like if I, if I don't, tell somebody my goal, then it's just this thing that's inside that if I don't hit it, nobody knows that I didn't hit it, you know? So I think just 
writing it down can substitute for telling your friend or telling your wife or, or your partner or or whatever. Uh, it's like the first step to that accountability. And then the second step is is telling people, telling people like, hey, I'm going to do this. This is my goal this year. Uh, so I think that the uh, goals are important. You guys all know that I think goals are important. Talked about it on the show so many times. But uh, yeah, I didn't mean to have two episodes in the month of January uh, where people are talking about their goals, but I did. So remember, goals are important. And then there were two solo episodes this this month as well. There was the uh, the Gamify Your Career Style Super Mario Effect, um, really inspired by Mark Rober doing, doing a talk there. I'm not going to break it down for you because it's so short. And then the other one is the Spotify Royalties. That one, definitely a lot of opinions on that one these days. So uh, check those out if you haven't seen those. Uh, what else is going on with the show? Uh, lots of new listeners, you know, for for taking three months off. Sorry, it was three months. Over 50% growth. Like, so I'm just super thankful for all of you that waited and, you know, jumped right back in when I came back. Uh, YouTube has grown so much. So taking that pause, I was really, I was hoping for this, but I was also thinking, you know what, I've been gone for a second. There's a lot of content out there that people could be watching or listening to. So why would they be waiting for progressions to return? But uh, yeah, so thank you to everybody that jumped right back in on January 1st. So I really appreciate that. And I'm doing the newsletter now. If you're not signed up to the newsletter, you should. I, I'm not selling anything. Don't have any products. Uh, it's a It's a monthly newsletter with a little article in there and some uh, updates on me and maybe projects I've worked on. And then I'm also sharing like workflow tips or like little things that I've found that I enjoy, books, podcasts, YouTube videos, people, music. Yeah, it's just another way to stay in touch with everybody. And so you should jump on there. You can go to uh, travisferrance.com slash subscribe and that will take you there. Let's see what else. Is there anything else? I think that's it for the podcast. Uh, for the rest of my life, you know, things are great. Went to NAM this year, like I did last year. NAM is, uh, if you haven't been to NAM, uh, it's a shit show. It's really the only way to describe it. If you don't know what NAM is, I actually don't know what North American Music Manufacturers Conference maybe. I just love to go down there and see a lot of people. I, I had friends texting me like, hey man, what should I see while I'm down there? And I'm like, I didn't even look at anything. I just... I was looking at faces and when I saw somebody I knew, uh, I was hanging out, chatting. That's kind of, for me, the only reason to go down there. If I want to see the new gear, I'll just go to, you know, Sweetwater or Vintage King's homepage and see what came out. Uh, you don't have to drive to Anaheim for that or fly if you don't live here. So that was a lot of fun. Um, interesting thing. Uh, there's a lot of audio influencers running around down there now, people with like huge YouTube channels. And, and I, I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, having a huge YouTube channel. I just think it's hilarious to be at this audio conference and you just see like uh, a guy or girl running around with like a camera crew following them. I both hope that I am that person one day and that I'm not. But, uh, you know, <laughs> actually, no, I, I, if, if anybody ever sees me at NAM with a camera crew, just please tell me to stop. What else am I doing? Um, right now I'm mixing like a cinematic score album, which is a lot of fun really enjoy like stepping outside of pop because you know my upbringing at Capitol Studios was very you know big band jazz we were doing tv shows 
I'm, you know, I was a runner and an assistant at times, but I really saw how a lot of those records were made. So it's fun to get to do some score. Maybe I do a jazz record once a year and just kind of stretch that muscle and have a good time with it. A uh, cool plug-in that I've gotten onto is uh, Cinematic Rooms by Liquid Sonics. Um, a friend of mine was like, oh yeah, this is the sound of movies. And you know, it is, it is. It, it's a really great reverb. Check it out. Speaking of gear, uh, we should do like a top plugins of 2023. For me, VacRack, uh, Jesse Ray Ernster and Plugin Alliance and Kive put that together. And that thing is really good. Vac Attack, check that out. Uh, Mixwave has this uh, Coil Audio emulation that came out in December, uh, CA70. I think there's a letter in there as well. I don't know. There's a letter in there, CA70S maybe. I don't know. Uh, that thing's great. It's got some gotten some vibe and color. Then another one, uh, Distinct Pro. I guess technically that one came out this year, but we're going to go ahead and put it on the top plugins of 2023 list. That thing's cool. Very cool saturation distortion box. And last, Gold Clip. Really love Gold Clip. Expensive. I will, for anybody that is going to be like, that is an expensive plugin, I agree. For a clipper, it, it's, it's fucking expensive. But really love it. It's on every mix and... Yeah, can't can't say can't say more about it. So uh, that's all the notes I have for this kind of update. Oh, actually, you know, since we were just talking about plugins, there's something that uh, I always like to bring up. I've wanted to do like a little uh, Instagram or TikTok or something on it. Engineers in particular, if you're not an engineer, you know, continue listening because this will apply to you. But engineers in particular, we are like the ultimate consumer. Like we will buy anything. Like, how many 1176 plugins do you have? A couple years ago, I didn't buy a plugin. I think it was 2022. I didn't buy a single plugin. Uh, it's a lie. I bought one because it was in a session. It was going to make the mix easier. But there is a lot of soul searching that we do looking for something that is going to make our mix better or our production better than somebody else's. And I think everybody, before you're pulling the card out and buying some more plugins, despite I just told you guys what my favorite plugins of last year were. Think about whether you need it, you know, because I found that that year that I didn't buy any plugins, I actually uh, didn't miss it, you know, and I got to know the tools that I have a lot more. And I think that plugins are so affordable and attainable and in your face, they are in your face all the time. On Instagram, you're just scrolling through, it's just like plugin, 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 plugin. I must need this plugin. You don't need it. If you really want it, you can buy it. But I just think that, you know, think about back in the day. You'd save your money up, you'd buy a compressor. And then that's the compressor that you had. You learned it inside out. You learned everything that you loved about it, the things you didn't like to use it for. And then you're like, okay, now I've got my 1176. I'm going to buy an LA-2A. And then you've got two compressors. And so... Maybe take that approach to your plugins. When you buy a plugin, like really understand what you love about it, what it works on. And if you need to go buy something, then find something that fills the gap in the thing that you feel like you're missing. So anyway, just don't be such a consumer. Also, in case anybody's noticed, the Black Friday sales haven't ended. Um, if you're a plugin manufacturer, I have a lot of friends that make plugins. Um, you guys... You got to get off the the sales because it never, makes me never want to pay full price for anything. All right, I think that's it. I don't know how long this is. It's like 15 minutes. Um, 
just that um right there made me think that maybe I should load this into the script and chop the ums out. But yeah, so there it is, unscripted. My thoughts on January. Thank you all for listening. Let me know what you think of this little unscripted monthly update. We'll do another one in uh, February. See ya.